You're listening to Shooting Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Fed of Nation Norm and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our hands as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog of BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battleford Hobbies because Hammy is going mercenary for Team Kiwi at the ETC. If nice dice are your advice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Token Loser Gosling. Uh, I have... Oh, that works on two levels. That's clever. <laughs> and Lee, only cool kids have backwards microphones. Parnell, it's trying to do that thing from like um, oh, what's it called? It's oh. crisscross. They had their trousers on backwards. Yeah, I was trying to do that, like the reverse music thing, like the Beatles used to do, but you know, it just hasn't worked. <laughs> Welcome what? to episode seventy-three, the one where we're banned from Facebook. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Whoa, 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 the one where you're banned from Facebook. You know, <laughs> let's, 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 let's not have Avis Wig going on here. I've got one warning left, thank you. Really? <laughs> yep. Has Mark Zuckerberg written you an email? I've again? got two strikes on the Facebook page. Is that how it works? <laughs> That's what it said. How do I get a strike? I want a strike now. I do oh, have a strike. Well, all you need to do is post a picture of one of their models in some lighting that makes it look like a little bit of a funny colour, and they'll think it's 3D printed and tear it down. And then you post another picture of one of their models on top of one of their boxes next to the sprues it came on, joking about the fact that they thought it was 3D printed, but actually it isn't. And then you'll get another strike because I think it's 3D printed and, and take it down. Or you could do what I did last time or when I had my old Panzer threes and post Panzer threes up there. And then the uh, Plastic Soldier Company ones. And, and they'll like it you. and follow it. and Yeah. Yeah. That's the way forward. <laughs> See, that's cool kids get, get away with that stuff. You, you know? get away with that you, kind you, of You're over there. You're, you're posting the official stuff and getting cut down. So. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Genuinely <laughs> excited about building some of their kits. <laughs> well, it was an A10. It's hard not to be excited about. Yeah, but I put the extra bombs on the bottom and everything. Oh, lovely. Anyway, so what, what we're covering tonight. <laughs> I remember now. That's what we did. Yeah. Um, so tonight we're talking about Internet Famous, where we have a new Patreon, and also a new giveaway, which we're going to go through. Ooh. Uh, we're then going to go through Faces, Bases, something, something, talk about what we've been painting. We're then going to be talking about um, news from the front, where you guys will be trying to talk about as little about Cryfrey as possible. <laughs> we then yeah. have, um, assisted by our patron, Mr. Taylor, top five favourite scenarios. We then have uh, brief and also answers off our patron Discord. And then we'll do events and shoot and scoot. So... Eddie, do you want to welcome our latest patron? Our latest internet famous patron is Lexus Valkyrie. Uh, Lexus Valkyrie. Thank you very much for signing up. Um, oh, so I can't sorry. tell if you actually murdered their name or just misread it. It's, it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Also, Lexus Valkyrie sounds like a maker car. I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Have you got confused again? The new Introducing the new Lexus Valkyrie. Yeah, next door to Mini Cooper. No, that really is my name. I love the fact that every time I say Lexus, Alexa wakes up. Starts to, like, <laughs> it's like the, oh. the, electronic, the electronic equivalent of having its ears prick up. Like, <laughs> and it goes, yeah. oh, no, it wasn't me. Do you want to order toilet roll? No. <laughs> did, you, did you see, actually, it's like tangent, that someone got attacked by a Roomba this week. 
What? You know, you know the little the little remote controlled Hoover thing. It things? begins. They they lay down on on the floor and the Roomba would come out and uh, sucked up all their hair. Well, that just so, sounds like you're trying to make it do happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know it, what happened. It there, attacked but... me. I don't know how I got my member stuck inside the Roomba. No, it's a, it was. A... <laughs> oh. no, it was hair. I slipped. It was hair. <laughs> it got all coiled up around the the watch of a flip, the bristles thing. The I don't really know who was. I don't want to know about your watch of flips. So. Yeah, Ujima Bobs. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Lexi has um, a TikTok and YouTube over at um, Arkin Paints. A what now? And despite the fact they have four times as many subscribers as we do, <laughs> they actually wanted a shout out. So yeah. fine, we want one, we want one back. Okay, <laughs> we want some of those cool kids that are following you over on TikTok to come watch come watch me talk about unboxing videos of Sue Seventeens on YouTube, like the old fart I am. So, you actual know, unboxing. An actual unboxing. Yes, where boxes are unboxed. On what? TikTok? TikTok. <laughs> Did I say that I right? I know. I don't know. Tickety-tock? I, I imagine scantily clad women are involved somewhere, because that seems what most of the internet is about. So, you know, it's a... Yeah, but that's that a safe cats. bet. cats. Scantily, scantily dressed cats. There you go. Oh, gosh. Ooh. There's your Venn diagram. That's furries, isn't it? Wait. We've... <laughs> triggered, triggered GCHQ again. Hello, GCHQ case handler. You've triggered Andrew Lloyd Webber is what you've done. <laughs> The GCHQ furry furry desk. Furry division. Jesus Christ. I like the idea there's a whole division now as well, not just a desk. It's actually actually getting more than the Al-Qaeda desk these days. You know, it's just... uh... (laughs) There's that one crossover member who's on both lists. (laughs) (laughs) What am I wearing? Sheep's fleece. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, no. Oh dear. Anyway, so if you are a patron, then right now we have a new giveaway. Duncan, you want to talk Dude. us through it? Seems your brainchild. Yep. So we got some. Um, I'm working with Charlie Foxtrot, um, who do uh, laser cut MDF, um, but they also do laser cut tokens. So we're getting some tokens done for uh, failed blitz markers, because that's a thing that's required, and it's something that's very easy to forget. He says, always forgetting it. Um, and we're also going to get some dash markers, I think. So they're going to be in the um, the branded Breakthrough Assault orange. Um, plus, I like orange, so that's that's going to stay what it is. It's <laughs> that's, nice that's and colour, visible right? on the tabletop. Yeah. So you can get some comedy fail blitz markers. Uh, all you have to do is pay, pay for postage and some comedy dash markers. And depending on how much acrylic, because I'm buying an entire sheet of acrylic, and I don't know how big that is. But a sheet sounds like a lot. Seventy-three feet. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of acrylic. Um, so that I might also get around to doing some more minefields. A sheet load that... of acrylic. I like it. It's a... Well, the minefield markers seem seem always seem popular. They do. Like yeah. Actual the the, the the sort of CD size yeah. ones rather than the token because mm-hmm. the token one you have to keep measuring the whole time and going. Am I within two? Am I? That's what we said for letting the enemy guess whether they are or not, and then. Let them blunder into it, but well, then but you also get that argument phase, don't you? If all that's not too, yeah, better have it nicely defined, exactly. So, I might have a look at those Mm -hmm. as well. But yeah, we'll be contacting patrons on the Patreon exclusive uh Discord channel, yep. Uh, And yeah, we'll be if they can let us know their details, we'll get some out to them. Yep, it's a token gesture, but you know, we we like to try to give you (laughs) those. 
Well, originally I was going to do 10, 10 fail blitz markers in each thing, and then I thought, mm, that's quite a lot of fail blitzes. It's one per platoon, isn't it? So it's like 10 platoons blitzing in one turn. Yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? So I think we're going to we're going to do five and then um, see how far we get with that. And it will be at least five five dash markers as well. And you never know. We might actually then sell this as a product going forward. But we'll see. But never to patrons. Never to patrons. Yep, it's always going to be just your postage for the first set. If you, if you, if you want to yep. be greedy and have more sets, then, then so do you to want to taste 50 sets and then sell them on eBay? Get a taste. Do you want a taste? <laughs> Do you want to taste my token? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> steady on. Oh, we're back again. Sorry, back, to our, that's back, to our, back to our OnlyFans, sorry. That's the OnlyFans site, yeah. <laughs> you want me to put what in a brownie mix? And as ever, being our patron, you do get uh, access to, like, say, our Discord. We get to ask us questions. We now have channels for everything. We have channels for officer answers, specialist games. Yeah, and also got... wrestling. We have a wrestling channel now, so we can join a wrestling channel. But two mics and Duncan talking about wrestling. Yeah, in in, in it almost feels like it's a coded um, spy drama in there now at the moment. One forty-one, two-third chance. Yeah, exactly. it sounds like a number station. Five, <laughs> twenty-seven, yeah. epsilon, six. Yeah. Exactly. I've Somewhere, some guy's really freaking out and getting to his basement to start digging up a, a safety box or something. I've yeah. <laughs> activated a sleeper agent. <laughs> yeah, big in Canada and also certain parts of Eastern Europe, yes. Yeah. What's that, Boris? <laughs> it got, got, it got um, yeah, ambushed by uh, calling the Caterpillar again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pa- Patreon's supposed to get early access to um, the podcast the day before everyone else poor suckers and also when we do a video i try and make sure we give them access as well so like my unboxing videos and various other things we got planned coming up so. yeah I, I think i'm going to put a, a patreon um promo code on the teespring store as well oh there you go so if you so, want some cut price run gmc t-shirts go for it yeah i'll, I'll work that out i'll make sure that we don't <laughs> i've got to actually sit down and work it out because there's a very good chance i could end up costing us huge amounts of money <laughs> So, um, it says, is it a breakthrough hyphen assault dot creator hyphen spring dot com? Yeah, so I'll work that out as well. So, we'll if find you do the show notes Patreon, somewhere. Yeah, we'll sort out an exclusive um, discount code there as well. Yeah, so come, so come s- give us some money swag. and get some money off. Exactly. Swag, swag, swag. Swaggity swag. Oh, dollar bill, swag. Dollar, dollar bill. <laughs> The, oh my god, you can have sounded any more white then. I'm sorry, that was just that was the, like the, the, the singular dollar <laughs> bill. Exactly. Oh god. Dollar dollar bill, yo. Did I say that right? Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> that's, that was my impression. Excuse me. Oh, young, pe- young people. Yeah. Hey, I'm hip. I know how this works. I'm, I'm, I am big I am big on YouTube now, my eighty six subscribers. <laughs> but but not for that first video. That was still the funniest the unboxing video. <laughs> She's done them all like that. Yeah. <laughs> Each one just do the same joke. Over yeah, the I think you should. We could call it the Jesus Flip series. It was just you going in, just pouring stuff out and going, nah. Just literally dumping a box on the desk and going, done. Yeah. <laughs> what would you That's need? a bit there. You work it out. I'm not your slave. <laughs> not your slave. Ah, oh, dear. 
Anyway, talking about slavery, yeah. basis basis something something. Duncan, That's what have you been painting? Um, I've been painting um, some jumbos for my Americans. So I've got three more nice. jumbos done. So that's all four jumbos done now. So they're finished. Um, I, uh, I was quite pleased with them. They came out nice. They're the old resin models, though. So they've got a bit of character about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I've worked my way through two elephants. So these ele- those were actually elephants, not Ferdinands. Correct. They're proper elephants. Cool. Bonafide elephants, because they were originally for my um, my Ita- my Italian stuff. So um, I've got two of those done. They were quite nice, even though they're big old hef- hefty bits of resin. Um, and then I've painted three tigers, three tiger ones, and I- I'm just in the process of painting the other four. So that'll be seven total tiger ones. Nice. Because they're better than Panthers. We'll come on to that later. But they're, they're, they're <laughs> better than Panthers. Is this for any particular Schwerpans unit? Or? Um, no, I've just like the decals for a 101 on there because that's the ones you get. Okay. Um, but no, I, the Schwerpans and stuff are just... No, I thought probably should have some. Probably should have some Tigers. I mean, they are, you know, they're awesome. Well, I, I'm totally not paint... biased about them either. They do paint up nicely, the new plastic ones. They've got yeah. all the Zimmerit on them. And the hardest part lovely. is on the buildings, get the box correct. The what now? Well, you've got the, the whole base, and then you've got the two whole sides, front and back, that form a little square box. Oh, yeah, plate. they do, yeah. And you've got to just try and get that, take the bit of time and patience getting that right to get the top plate to fit in. Otherwise, it can it gets a bit gappy. Yeah, if it, get, if it goes a bit skew, skew, you know, skewed, it doesn't look that great. So it definitely benefits from a dry fit beforehand. Like most things in life, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, 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 uh, these are from the pile of shame. So these are actually bona fide, you know, pile of shame reductors. Uh, oh. And then I've built the cali- uh, calliopes, calliopes. Um, and reused some of the uh, M3, uh, sorry, M4 Sherman holes, the early ones. Nice. So they're the, the cheap ones. That kit is an absolute pig. It is a pig. It's the, all soft, soft plastic. The rockets. Yeah. Not the. Now, now I will, I will, um, modify that slightly. I will dial that back because I imagine the original kit with metal was even worse. I didn't have, didn't have the unfortunate pleasure of putting that together, <laughs> but I can imagine that a metal launcher on top of a plastic tank was just ridiculous. Um. But yeah, the soft plastic. Yes. I don't know if they were. A bit of a I think they were entirely metal resin the first time round. Yeah, what apps? Yeah, that would have been awful. <laughs> I don't care how good they would have been in that at that point. It's just not worth the. It's not worth it. It's not worth the finger skin you're going to lose from trying to stick it all together. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they they're fine. They're actually all right now that I've got them. To be fair, to be fair, right? I've undercoated them and I've. I put the like rattle can spray undercoat on, and they're fine. Yeah. But the, the the guns are also so the barrels the the, the tank are also soft plastic. Well, that's the bit I didn't understand because it's just a standard turret. Why would they include the barrel out of the wibbly wobbly material to set the angle correctly? Is there anything I can think of? It's it's also to um because it's a one piece fitment at that point onto the Sherman turret. Right. 
so you, you stick the two brackets either side of the turret and then the whole front piece just goes on the, the front of the turret rather than mucking around with trying to thread it through something. So they've tried to make it easier and in doing yeah. so made it a bit wobbly. Well, it's, it's, it's fine. It's just that you end up... I had to try and straighten them with the old boiling water technique. Yeah. Um, and uh, even that, I've still... I've got two of them fairly fairly straight, but the third one was it's still got a weird like dog leg in the in the barrel. That's not going to iron out properly, um, but they, they look fine. They'll they'll do fine on the tabletop. But once they're painted, they'll look alright. Nice. But yeah, I was just a bit. Um, and yeah, I did what I, I usually do, which is I, I decided that I needed some more um, 76 mil Shermans and late war Shermans, and so I managed to find the spearhead box deal cheaper than I could really turn down. So I've now apparently got a paratrooper <laughs> company as well. <laughs> so that's the thing, and some chaffies. So everyone loves chaffies. Everyone loves chaffies. Chaffies are cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be built along, um, and just yeah, just trying to work my way through. I've got four. I've managed to have a bit of a rationalisation. I've got four, four A four, um, the four liter boxes, uh, really useful boxes. I've just built stuff now, and it's all just dumped into them, piling up. Nice. Yeah. So um, I probably need to whittle that down a bit. Actually, apply some paint. Yeah. yeah. But these, yeah, the, t- the tigers came out nice. So I'm pretty happy with them. They look, they look very nice. I, that's, I mean, yeah, because because you're doing it by brush rather than by airbrush. It's yeah. Really... Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty pleased. And I've, I've, I've the other thing I like about doing late war Germans is I've done two with three tone camo on. And then one of the three-tone camo ones has also got the, the camoed um, running gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one hasn't. And then I've got uh, one with just the olive green and Uncle Gelb, so no rock Brun. Yeah. And then I've got one that's just plain Uncle Gelb. So even in amongst the Platina 4, you can kind of... Um, add a bit of variety. Exactly, Have add a bit of variety. Done... I'm just trying to remember what I saw. Have you done any replacement barrels? Gray replacement barrels. No, oh, no, not yet. Opportunity. Well, it just means I've got to get some more tigers. Yeah, exactly. What a shame. <laughs> well, no, because I think I think genuinely, when you get to the late late war stuff, the, the, I think you need something like eleven. Yep. If you're going to do the full, the full. Yeah, like Cav Hummel. Yeah. Exactly. I got thirteen. But I mean, the exactly. So I'll need some more anyway, and I'll do some. But I, I I really annoyed myself because I've got a 28 mil tiger and I've did, I painted the replacement barrel red. Oh no! Yep, so I've annoyed myself with that. I know. Um. But yeah, I mean, I did. I used the uh, the Gore Grunter fur trick on the tracks, and I'm never painting German tracks any other way now. It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's such a time saver. It's a so massive what is time this, then? saver. So it's the it's the the other Duncan. Right, him, that one. Duncan, his, one thick coat. Yeah, it's him, the other Duncan, not not the original. I can't stress that enough. But um, they're an improved, better Duncan. Exactly. Um, he came up with the thing of using the the Gore Grunter contrast paint, um, on German tracks just straight over a Dunkel Girl base coat. So I use yeah, Andrew so Dust. So but, if you prime, if you prime the whole tank, you know, a Dunkel Girl color first. Yep. Yeah. You just play, applying it straight to that effect on the tracks. Oh. Okay. And then just give it a dry brush of silver afterwards, and it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, wicked! It's, 
Obviously, the Germans had that, like you say, that red oxide primer track, which is very yeah. distinctive to them. Well, I, which I've never done before because it was always such a pain. I always painted them grey and then just dry brushed them. Was, yeah. <laughs> but now, so but, but now, um, it looks it looks really good. Uh, and like I said, I won't be doing it any other way. I think it was it was worth worth the investment in the contrast just for that. Nice. So I was very impressed. Snazzy. Exactly. That was that's me. Cool. Progress. What about Progress you, Lee? Good. Um, yeah, so I, I've been painting T72Bs. So I painted up two boxes of the Snazzy new Warsaw Pact Super Tanks. Super Tanks. Uh, they look lovely. They're East Germans, aren't they? Yeah, and I, actually, because they're fictional tanks, I did an almost fictional colour scheme. Because um, all my original East Germans, I just painted plain green because that's generally what they were painted. Hmm. But towards the end of the Cold War, they do start introducing a three-tone camo. But literally about a, a percent of the, of the East German tanks being painted in the scheme before the Cold War um, sort of came to a crashing halt with the wall. Um, but I think as soon as this tank is effectively, you know, it was never actually in East German service. It was just a thing in, in this universe. Hmm. I thought, oh, I'll actually, want to, I'll actually give, that, give that camo scheme a go. Yeah, it looks it looks nice, but it, slightly perversely, the base green I use for that is NATO green, which I always find, which I think is quite a, <laughs> quite a, one of those little irony. Because yeah. the first three I painted up using bronze green, and when I was trying to get lighter and lighter, and I realised after doing all that that NATO green prime was basically the same colour and a lot quicker to do. So, yeah. Better. So the, the, it, the second it, six, the, the, the following six tanks all got native green base coats instead. So is that is that feels like I'm not sure it is, but it feels very iconically East German. Is that is that true? As I, in it, they it, were the only ones that kind of. Yeah, so I mean, there's a there's a very similar, um, like late '90s Russian scheme, but it, this was very much devised by the East Germans, like you say, and they. St- the intention was to have all their tanks painted in it, but like I said, a Cold War. They just ran out of Cold War before they had a chance to do all of it. Cold War or money? <laughs> both, both, as always with the, with the East Block. Mm. But it's basically, um, it's a black grey and a, what they call a dusky grey. Oh, um Yeah. Covering up to about half of the sort of area of the, of the tank. And it's got a weird thing where it's very specific saying that on the sides, that the, it has to be at 60, 60 degrees to the vertical. Oh. It doesn't really go into a great amount really? of detail about how you paint the scheme. But if it's on the sides, the like bands have to be 60 degrees to the vertical. So, yeah. Is that, did you get a protractor out? No, I just did it roughly by eye. <laughs> I figured that's what they would do. <laughs> yeah, that's close enough. That's about, that's about 20 degrees, yeah? No, didn't say, didn't say off what axis. Thinking about repaint it? No, shut up then. <laughs> I can't afford to repaint it. Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Or out of paint. One of the things I had good fun with was um was actually painting some of the blocks, going back and painting some of the era blocks, slightly different shades of green. Nice. Oh, when right. you look at them in real life, have a, there's quite a variety of colours you see that of the actual era blocks that go on. Is that because they're manufactured in different? Um... I presume. Yeah, I presume so. Like and that and like wev- you know, weathering that kind of thing. So. Some Did you carve any off? Of like, you know, we were we were talking about that about removing some. Yeah, in in the end, I, did, I in the end I chickened out, and for ease of ease yep. of um, 
painting i just i just so i i was happily with you know we're just doing the different colors and i thought that'd be good enough yeah i think, I think it just had some nice variety it's like compared to like my um t62ms i didn't bother like going to town painting the little the un- unditching log on the back different colors i just sort yeah. of i just had it the same as whatever it was when i sprayed over the camo because yeah, that's one of the idea these things are pretty much factory fresh going to the front yeah being a brand new tank so I don't really overly weather them in terms of chipping and the like. It's just like... Nice. Hmm. So what's next on the slate? Su-17s. Well, well Su-22s because the export yep. version. But um, I've got all four of them built up. I've got all the gaps filled now in the cockpit because a horrible, horrible academy fit. Um, I was going to say, I watched your unboxing video. Thank you. A little plug. Um, <laughs> I was quite impressed with the kit the, the, and the even the soft plastic extras. I, just, I know just bad mouth them. But they look like they were they were pretty handy dandy little. They're a good idea, but some of them were some of them do have a lot to be decided in the casting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're like, a bit like dated. Yes, well, well, it's back to brand new kit. No, I'm talking about the actual soft plastic bits at the moment. Mm. Oh, um, it's a bit like a Forge World kit. You end up having to carve it yourself, basically. So I had to do, do a bit of tidying up to get them to fit. So about half of them slotted in exactly as they probably intended. About another quarter required a little bit of trimming, and the last two are a complete pig. I end up basically having to cut big chunks off and fill it in with green stuff. But was that the the, the the landing gear? Yeah, that's oh. the main gear with the actual. It's quite cool because they got the, it, it slots into the main gear cavity to make the, and it also has the actual forward undercarriage built in. I'm um, sorry, the forward hard point built into it. Okay, because it's um so it saves you a job having to try because the hard points they don't have any real locating on the wing so it's all it's really hard to get a decent fit if you're trying to use original plastic ones whereas mm. these sort of get roughly in the right place um the actual plastic kit is like I say it's a 1990s academy kit which notorious for being having big gaps which this one's too bad but the cockpit the canopy fit is horrible yeah it just doesn't look just doesn't look right He's a bit, if you try and get it where it should be, it ends up with big gaps. So you end up having to try and put the two bits together, which then makes it look weird because it's got stepping. So I end up having to do quite a bit of green stuff work just to fill the gaps in around that in the end. Mm-hmm. But um, you haven't really got much of an alternative in the market, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, the price what, ain't bad. What colour scheme are you going to go for? Um, so I'm just going to go for a standard East German um, sort of the four-tone... It's basically like two shade, two shades. Sorry, it's a free tone. Two shades of green and a brown, and nice. then the underside is that sort of eggshell blue look. A bit like the frog feet, basically. Yeah. So cool. I'm gonna try and get them all painted up by the end of the month. I want next month. I'm gonna be painting up lots of stuff for the D-Day games in June. So. Oh, God, I've got some yeah. bunker, bunkers and bunkers. I found my London craft mediums and London craft assaults. I'm gonna get them painted. We got nice. to get the the buffaloes done as well. Do they use buffaloes on the? On no, that's for, uh, no, that's for the shelt games. We get yeah, they didn't, really have, didn't have the buffaloes. Has, has anyone got ducks? Because we need I've some got ducks. a box of ducks. We need more ducks. Yeah, ironically, Gav Duck does not have ducks. We've established. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're definitely not in a row. <laughs> is is that because he doesn't spell his name with a W? Uh, yeah, yes. no, he, he really should do. Be be a bit more hobby hipster. Yeah, exactly. And they describe himself as like European. I don't know. It's European spelling. It's got a W in it. 
It's pronounced the because it's in <laughs> exactly. It's pronounced Chomley. What? <laughs> the Conley. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that's me. Um, so Eddie, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I obviously had my entire army painted way before Corrivory. <laughs> Did you? Lies. Uh, yeah, no, no, I did not. Um, so I had a frantic week of assembling and spraying, um, and then I got all of my gun teams assembled. So the actual actual vehicles, or the armoured cars and cheese or whatever, I just literally sprayed uh, army green, uh, not army green, British army green, and then put a, um, a mud wash over the top. And then by the time you, you stick the commanders in, you kind of look at it and go, well, from four foot away, that looks pretty painted. Right, and, and now tell the listeners what you use for your free French infantry. So, so the free French infantry, obviously I've got some uh, nice Peter Pig partisan models and some resin bases that arrived off of eBay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no way they were going to be ready in time. Um, so I had a, sh- uh, you know, I, I could have, you know, wording of the rules, it's a British rifle platoon. So I dug out the British rifle platoons I went, yeah, they're good, but they don't, you know, they're just like Brit rifle infantry. Um, so instead, I thought I used my um, Volksturm models because obviously they were all, you know, great coats and rifles and hats, civvy hats and stuff like that. And I said, they look pretty good. So I had two platoons of my um, old school Volksturm, um, who, <laughs> who themselves are Corrivery veterans because they've uh, they they rocked Corrivery back when I was running um, Carius in his Yag Tigers. All oh, right. So, uh, so you had Volks them pretending to be free French. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be honest, you know, it's pretty much what they were trying to do in 1945, 46, wasn't it? No, no, it was French partisan, mate. Definitely not. Oh, the werewolves or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, definitely not German. <laughs> Me, mate. No, I'm not German. I'm from uh, I'm from Clacton. And then, um, yeah, the gun teams I borrowed uh, off uh, Graham Graham. Who uh, very kindly lent me his seventeen pounders, six pounders, and mortars? Did you put um, your army forward? For, uh, you should have put it forward for best painting. I would laugh no. my ass off. <laughs> I actively went round telling people it's on a tray, it's on a table, it's not. Don't look at it. Oh, so, you um, should have done. You should have stood next door to it the whole time, like proudly, shilling it, yeah. proudly shilling it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Those, the wheels are all painted on these scout cars. Yeah, uh, uh, what well, these? No, these aren't mine. No, well, that's the funny enough, so it was it was quite fun, sort of looking at it, and because I it had like the commander team, command teams, and because there wasn't anything that was obviously, you know, the wrong color, um, I think they didn't actually look too bad as a whole. It's it's it's, it's one of those things that kind of inspired me, you know, to at least get a base color and a wash on things mm-hmm. um you know it looks way way much much better than just bare plastic but obviously getting it painted would be best which is what they've got to be done for august you have got a little bit a little bit of time haven't you yeah but i need to make sure i keep carrying on because since i came back from cryvery i've built two a10s which are the ones that nearly got me banned off facebook yeah <laughs> um i've done three mls's another two AVREs, another crocodile, um, and I'm currently halfway through some Deathcore Krieg for Games Workshop's little kill team game. 
So, so what you're saying is you've been distracted again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distraction butterfly. <laughs> um, so, so the, is the rest of Team England aware that, that, that they might have to provision you with the troops you require? Well, that, that was the original offer as well. Yeah, that's that's all. I'm just checking, so making sure you're all right. It's, 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 it's there, but I'm gonna. I've got the models. I'm gonna finish up and build up. Yeah, finish building and and get those done. I just didn't want you to put yourself through undue uh, pain and distress if you didn't need to. No, no I mean the, the, the other thing I was thinking about was obviously the all the all the forces, all the bits I'm using, bar maybe the two platoons of partisans, one platoon definitely um, would, would work. You know, for any other British army that want to run, you know, six right. platoons to six pounders, a platoon to six pounders. Um, the mortars. Funny enough, all of these are the new. These are the ones I bought back in Fargo, the six pounders and the um, the mortar platoon. So um, they're all the new soft uh, resin crew, right? And actually, pretty good because um, it wasn't the soft soft resin; it was the hard harder harder soft resin. If that makes sense. The second the second one they did, yeah. The, was firm, it the dusty yeah. one. The thermoplastic is that the one they called the thermoplastic? Yeah. Um, and actually, they came out pretty well. So once you got once you got a, they're they're sprayed fur brown at the moment. Um, the only the main the minor bugbear was the um, like we talked we said before the lack of their variety of poses. Um, you know, it's just the lack of variety. Period. Yeah. So like you know, I made sure to move them around, so I didn't you know end up with the same guy in the same position on the same base. So yeah. how much is left for the, for the ETC army at this point to be painted? So what is fully painted for the ETC army? Is that the easier question? What's painted? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let me think. Nothing. Yeah, nothing's fully painted. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Because, so, <laughs> like I said, for the vehicles, all I did was spray them green and put a wash over the top. So none of the wheels or tracks or tools. Oh, my God. I've really? got full decals to do. That. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no decals on them, so nothing's nothing's finished. Finished. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's going to be. You've changed. It's all built now, at least, apart from the partisans. <laughs> it's all built, except it isn't. Yeah, yeah well, be, I, I would have been building those now because they're metal. There would be a lot of scraping noises picked up on the microphone, so I'm doing my little deathcore Krieg instead. Um, which so is. You... Mm-hmm. Have you like a kill team, a kill team league or something going on then? Is this for? Or just yeah, just, uh... so the guys at the Monday Club over in Guildford um, mm-hmm. kind of just started looking at it because I, I, when it came out, it was all much for muchness and whatever. Um, yeah. But then I started, I played that Necromunda League and actually really enjoyed that. Um, and went a bit of a break before we start the next campaign for Necromunda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of saw Kill Team and was like, oh, it's kind of a cross between Infinity, 40k, um, and Necromunda combined. Yeah, and it you can have all the forty k factions that you know and love, but you don't have to buy a hundred million models because it's either you know it's either the smallest model count is four models, which is custodies, and then the most you get is like fourteen, um, which is like guardsmen and orcs. You know, normal guardsmen and uh, orcs not so much because the orcs has lots of specialists and stuff, but like tyranids right. if you took a, like a tyranid swarm type thing. Um, and it plays on um, a th- like twenty-eight by thirty-inch board, mm-hmm. 
It's just a tiny little board, um, and it plays pretty quick. Yeah, cause it's not like um, 40k rules. It's more like Warcry. Isn't oh, it's it? totally yeah. different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 pretty cool. It's got some unique like opposed dice rolls. Um, the line of sight rules seem really abstract to, to begin with, but then actually it's a case of if you're sneaking, you can't be seen to be shot. Um, and then you basically get you sneak around and decide when you want to go loud and actually engage the enemy. Um, combat's wicked because when you charge in, you both roll your attack dice and whatever you, yeah. hits you get, you know, the charging guy gets to go first and you decide whether you try to hit the enemy with it and just cause damage or if you um, want to um, parry and cancel the opponent's hits. So you can, can you, you can sit there and go, oh, I've got loads of successful hits. I'm going to block all your damage and then hit you what I've got left back or I'm just going to wail into you because I know you're going to kill me anyway. Well, it sounds dangerously like second edition 40k. Yeah, it was a good mix. It's got some good stuff in there. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Like... Second edition 40k and it's, it's, it's assault rules. It's like... Yeah. Oh my God. It was great, but every combat is an individual combat, which yep. is great when it was a 10, 10 model count role play game and less so when you're playing about 40 well, it's when you can. It's when you can... Oh, the other thing about kill teams is it's only four turns. Um, which is oh, nice. Right. Yeah, 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 it's literally four turns, so it's short and brutal. Um, but yeah, it, second edition, I remember my mate's Tyranid Army. We played second edition Space Marines versus Tyranids. And oh. um, the benefit was I managed to one-shot kill a, a Khan effects with a LAS cannon because the amount of damage it did, which at the time <laughs> in 40k you couldn't do. Um, and then the uh, downside was once he got one gene stealer into combat with my Space Marines, it would eat the marine, consolidate into the next guy, eat him, consolidate into the next guy, eat him, and he basically walked walked this one gene stealer down eighteen inches of board front and killed my entire <laughs> five hundred point army. Sounds about it, right. Yeah, as it was intended by Mister Chambers. Yeah, I mean, gene stealers are supposed to be that scary. So, um, yeah, lots of painting to do, lots of excitement about different things. So I'm trying to. Trying to focus it a little bit. I'm not trying to focus it at all. I'm just going no. mental on 101 different <laughs> that things. Sound like, that sounds like the opposite of focus. And then we've got D-Day coming up as well, which is great. Um, so there's, there's both uh, Bacage games we played at the barn really excited me to try some of the other themed missions, um, which is why I picked up that river pack from the deal, the River Assault pack. Oh, for, for, the, the, back, for the bonkers deal. For the bonkers has, deal. Has, your, has it turned up yet? No, not yet. No. Um, and then I went to go pick out the book, uh, one of the books off the shelf, and realised that I already have the River Assault pack. And it's just been sat on the shelf <laughs> since it came out. So, uh... <laughs> oh, really? oh dear. That's yeah, all right. Just use it for Team Team Yankee, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So that is my faces, bases, something and something. I'm trying to think if I've actually finished painting anything. I don't think I've actually finished anything. I've just started a whole new whole new slew of product projects. <laughs> Which, you know, not like me at all. Oh Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> I'd like to say it's it's uh un, yeah un, unforeseen. Yeah, no one no one saw this coming. No. <laughs> it's games. It's like, yeah. It is, it, it's the playing of games again. It, it, it is. I will grant you that. So I haven't played anything, so really this could be you two talking about how it went at Karivari. Oh, God. 
Well, um, talk us through your first game. I told you to go by game by game. Could we just do broad strokes? Right, broad strokes. Broad, broad strokes. Um, so I, obviously, I had my cheesy ETC list and had high hopes. Um, and I, I thought for fun, I'd have the one point swap out because the whole thing is you, you know, because you don't know what mission you're playing, you can swap out a chunk of your army to base, supposed to be based upon the mission. Um, although Hammy's turned that down, toned that down over the last couple of years which I think you might just turn it back up again because it ends up just being people try to use that to game the enemy as opposed to the mission. Right. Um, which I don't think is what the intention is. Um, or it wasn't originally. Uh, so the one point swap I had was to drop the carriers for my six pounders and give the AVRE platoon the bridge. Okay. So I, I actually have one well, of the metal bridges um that was I keep forgetting the manufacturer's name. Skytrex. Skytrex. There we Skytrex go. Skytrex. Yeah. Yeah, the Skytrex uh, assault bridge. Um, and the pre- the premise of that was if there was a river on the board, I would take that list and then actually get to use my bridge for something, um, which ended up being a distraction bridge, like a distraction carnifex. <laughs> it was a total distraction bridge, and yes, yes, the bridge worked perfectly. Yes, it let me go across into the mission. Unfortunately, it meant that I completely did the wrong deployment for my opponent's um, defensive positions. And I ended up driving into the teeth of a load of things that I didn't really need to do and scattered my uh, M10s and the uh, crocodiles again. So I had no anti-tank support on one side of the board. Oh. Um, I mean, this, the, the, the guy actually had six bofers, which I've never seen before. It was six ground-mounted bofers, um, which... I was like, okay, that's a bit interesting, and not not too much of an issue. And then he started shooting the armored cars, and I was like, oh, oh god, this is kind of horrendous because they're what eighty seven, yeah. And I'm like, is it seven? Yeah, it's, yeah. I was like, that's that's quite a lot, and you've got quite a lot of bofers, and for some reason they keep unpinning. Yeah, it was six bofers, wasn't it? The guy, guy had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he shots. just ended up just blatting away at everything, and now sat in the middle of the board. It's quite horrendous. Um, so yeah, that was the the bridge. The bridge cost me the game. That one game, um, which was game two. Um, can't remember what happened the first one now. You should have taken pictures like I did. Yeah, I, well, I'm glad I didn't because you're, you're, you're too busy crushing crushing souls. I was too busy, busy crushing souls and then getting my own soul <laughs> crushing return. Um, yeah, no, it, that was game three actually because game two was against Graham Wilmont, um, and I would have beat him. Um, yeah, right. I did. I made no mistakes. Even Graham himself said I would have beat him if only there wasn't a cratered crossroad on the line of advance, um, for, you know, hedged by fences and buildings. And if only I hadn't failed a cross check on AVREs and Cromwells for three turns in a row. Cromwells, <laughs> not Cromwells, ch- uh, crocodiles. crocodiles. Two, so crossing on twos. Two twos them. for the AVREs, threes for the Crocs. Oh, because they're tra- trailers. Because they got the trailers, and uh, yeah, 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 like three, three or four turns, they just sat in the middle of the board, which meant that nothing else could really push forward. Did you just Scooby Doo that as well? If it wasn't for those pesky crossroads, it was pretty much that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, the 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 crossroads were the you know. Was this um, Piper's excuse? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I could have done, the, the only thing I could have done, was then go. 
should I should have done a cross here earlier. However, if they were to have moved normally, I would have been in range to then shoot. And with it, well, shoot with both platoons. Oh, okay. To to start getting rid of the the four four is you know. The, I'm not being the funny. First... You're not going to do a cross here on a two plus cross test, are you? Well, exactly. Until which is what, but then I should have done. You should have done. I think I'm probably on turn. If you fail the first time, the second time I think you've got to do the cross the cross here. Mm. Yeah, but it's a two up. Seems like a real waste when it's just like it actually is. I just roll forward on and... the first turn. Yes, but by second or third turn, you kind of it's kind of like I really need these guys to start moving. Yeah, but they should move this turn. Like. It, the probability swings the other way, doesn't it? It's, you're you're even less likely to fail it again. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure that's how probability works, but okay. Yeah, I don't think I said the dice don't care how they rolled last time. Shh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was, it was, so yeah, Graham. Graham, you know, so he, I lost. I lost that rather than the dice lost me rather than me losing it, which is yeah, a nice thing to say. Um, the other the other harrowing thing was even though I killed a platoon of panthers in assault um, with just normal British infantry in a pit, um, assaulted them one turn, killed one, they ran away. Next turn, got around the side, assaulted them again, killed the second one, and then the, the third one drove off. Um, and I had stands off of every other platoon yeah, on the board pretty much. Mm. Um, I only got the one platoon. Oh. Yeah, which was really harrowing. That's rough. Yes, yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was, and, and it was just like, it didn't, it wasn't that kind of a game. It was a case of like, I'm winning it, I'm going to win it, I'm going to win it, I'm going to win it. And it was just like, oh, and now, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just didn't get across the board fast enough, Um, which is fine. So bridge. So I won the first game, lost the second one. Third one was the distraction bridge, which I lost Um, through my, that was my fault for not, yeah, you know, getting distracted by the river, basically. For demanding to use your assault bridge. Yeah, exactly. So that's fine. And then the third game was a standing grab board, um, which I then uh, got all flustered and distracted um, and ended up forgetting to spearhead, which then cost me, you know, uh, it was counterattack. I, I was defending. I forgot to spearhead my bloody uh, infantry across the board. So basically I couldn't get onto the objective. Um, before he got there with his tanks, and then, and then dislodge up, him. Yeah, then couldn't dislodge him. Um, even though you know, I had four seventeen pounder shots at a platoon of four Shermans, stationary, still can hit the <laughs> bloody things. Yeah, uh, and then the last game ended up in a real, um, ended up winning in a real meat grinder of a mission. Um, Against British, uh, against battle weary rifle guys, Americans. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was all it's all allied, uh, all allied forces apart from Graham, who was running Romanian Hungarian mixtures. Um, and then for, yeah, the last game was one of those ones where it was just kind of like it was inevitable in the terms because um, Gary had uh, deep reserves and that's why the calliopes are funny because he was like oh i said what are you gonna have on the board and he goes oh well i'm gonna have my chaffees in ambush and then he put then he put his calliopes down i'm like but your, your calliopes are more than front armor four mm. 
so they had to go into deep reserve. And he went, oh, oh yeah. And basically that that, that one um, was was pretty much over before it began because of the mission, because it's right. just deep reserves. And he had, um, you know, Pershings, his Calliopes, all of the, the, the meat of his army was in reserves. Um, and then, so he had like, you know, lightweight infantry platoons standing in front of the objectives, which my AVREs and crocodiles just went along eating one platoon after another and eventually just pushed him off, off the objective, which was good fun. Um, and then he stole one of my AVREs. What? <laughs> so it was the last game of the day and I just put, you know, cleared all of my models off the table. Right. So I put the terrain away. So I didn't really look at what I'd picked up. You know, all my models are off the table. Training gets put away. And it's not until um, uh, Tuesday this week I get an email from Hammy saying, um, Gary thinks he's, 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 stole, he's, he's collected an AVRE. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went and looked and went, oh, yeah, I've only got one. What? So it, one, of my, one of my tanks deserted me and tried to run off with the Americans. Does he take trophies off all his victims? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Head <laughs> but, taker. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah got the address and he posted it straight back to me straight away so that, that arrived cool. that's good um even though that gave the the hermes late hermes delivery lady she was like it's quite a big box for what it was and she's like it feels empty can you just check that it's actually got something in it <laughs> oh, i'm, I'm just <laughs> so the hermes lady got you your package she yeah she's a, she's a good one actually around here quite lucky you know so yeah, well, every was... it's every now, isn't it? Every yeah, every everywhere but your yeah. <laughs> every package everywhere lost. but where it's addressed. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that corporate figure of changing the name and hoping everyone forgets just how bad they were beforehand. <laughs> has it has it ever once worked? That's what I want to know. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so some good games, very interesting boards. Um, I. The, the Stalingrad board in particular, you know, I think Hammy may, because he, he, he played everything that wasn't like raised terrain as cross country. And I was like, well, that's what was the point in that? Because oh, otherwise it's too hard on tank forces. And it's like, well, that's the point of Carivery. Yes. That's the point of the swap, which is supposed to plan for this. So toning it down. No, you don't turn it down. You turn it the other way. Exactly. That's what up. I think. Turn it up. Yeah. Definitely yeah, you, want to take a, you want to take a lopsided, uh, lopsided tank force? That's Unlike it. I mean, it's, it should be a test of your ability to adapt your army to the circumstances. That's what Carivery always felt like it was back in the day when I really yeah. wish I'd gone. So I'm going to petition Hammy to, to make it that again because it's lost a bit of its, you know, what what made it original and, and the rules. It should that... be hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then there should be, you know, a lot more of the bigger open boards as well, which we had in some of them, which that last mission was brutal for the infantry because there's just nowhere for him to hide. And he just rolled up, which is hilarious. I do I do love ranging with AVREs and just being like, oh, hit you on a three, <laughs> take two saves. Oh, okay, he failed one of them. He's dead. Take it off. Take it off. Worst thing is that when you do it with the bloody um, flamethrowers, Especially when it's hit on three infantry and they fired a bazooka at you. Yep. You just roll in and just go, right, okay. Um, that guy's taking, I think we had one infantry stand, had to take, you got three flamethrower hits. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, to make six saves. 
Right, the, but did he actually make all of them? That would be the hilarious thing He that made five. Oh, <laughs> so close. Traditional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it's good. Good weekend. Betterford Hobbies, great venue. Um, the uh, Slowly dissuaded myself from buying the entire shop, which was nice. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. Well, I've got some bits and pieces. You fibber. Ironically, playing all this Flames of War and stuff has really made me yearn for Team Yankee. Yeah, I, I, I see. I, I had the same thing. I stopped when when the whole thing kicked off in, in Ukraine. I sort of, I was just coming on to a Team Yankee hit, and that sort of killed it again. Yeah. But now I found painting all the T seventy two Bs. I'm really back in when I play some Team Yankee. <laughs> now I found. I think. I think that I care when. I think when we next have a barn game, we'll have to get Mike to set up an 8x4 table so we, have, we can have a game, like 100 point game Team Yankee going or something. Yeah. Can I, can I bring my Iranians? You can do. I want to use them. I will use them. Right? I just want Yeah, I'll bring my. Well, I have to get Mike to set up. Wait for it to no, no, no. Any, any, any wants to play. I'm fine. I'm fine playing World War II at the moment. You, you guys do care. I just want to use my Iranians at some point. Yeah, we, we should do. We'll I'll get my discipline. Yeah, we've got to use your your Radian Natters versus my um, elite nineties M one A one. Yeah. <laughs> How many rounds of ammunition does the M one A one have? <laughs> you, I think we've run out. Hum, you've got Humvees, though, haven't you? I have got the Humvees the somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I need to dig those out. A lot of it is is consolidating what has been scattered throughout the different stashes. Kind of going. Well, yeah, because otherwise you end up going, oh, I think I have those somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It happens. It does happen. So, hobby cataloguing, really. You need a, I told you, you need a Dewey Decimal System. You laughed I at do. me. I do. Yes, you need I did. Of, I did. You, you need some kind of library indexing system. <laughs> How did your games go, Duncan? Badly. Crashing on. Oh. No, uh, what I. What did you use I, at the end? I so I, I switched from the the the, the battle weary um, rifle company to Germans because there was, I think it's a, a, a bit of a, an indictment of how bad America uh, bad Germans are at the moment. In that right. there was, I think there were six lists, all yeah, uh, all or six Axis players, and that's not all, all German. I think there was five Axis Romanians and Finns. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the Romanians did really well. That was Rex. I think he won it overall, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So well, that, certainly, they, he certainly got the podium, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he was doing really well, but the yeah, the, an indictment of just how bad the Germans are. Um, I, actually, that's not true because I think there was a one one six player that came in the top three as well. But it's it seems to be you play one one six or you don't play Germans. Yeah. So yeah, I played my beach defenders, which is it was tricky, but um, I also meant though that because the other German players weren't doing so well, it did mean that I did play even taking Germans. I did play two blue and blue games. Oh no! Which was yeah, it, it is what it is, but um, I did think that was a, a yeah, it was just one of the, a disappointment in in that respect that you know having switched to playing Germans to get less blue and blue, I still played nearly. You know, two fifths of my games were against um, other German players, but that you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Um, so the first game was against Battle Weary Rifle Company, which is uh, Paul Scavell. 
or Scoville, is it Scoville? Yep. Scoville? Um, and it was on the winter board, so it was escape, but it had lots of ter- um, lots of snow everywhere. Yeah. So the terrain was all terrain dash, um, the hills and four snow drifts. Um, the drifts were short terrain, but the hills were um, cross check and, and obviously hills, so the tall terrain. Um, and the escape mission, because uh, I was the def- I was the attacker in this because we were both infantry companies. Um, mm-hmm. It it I forgot that you only have five turns as the attacker. No, you fezzed it. I did. <laughs> so no, but it's so, it's so hard. Just to remind me, with the Corivery, Hammy had a finger. You didn't go attacker stances. It was driven by your army. This wasn't it. Wasn't it? Yeah. So they they that's correct. Your HQ come platoon got earned a number of points. So if you had um no if you had only infantry it was zero points. If you had a tank team and infantry, like a half track and a <coughs> excuse me. Half track and an infantry stand, that was one point. And if you had only tank teams it was two points. So if right. you had multiple formations you added yeah, average it. Yeah. You averaged it, obviously you didn't add it, you averaged it. You know, and then the number of points that you had there would then dictate if you were the attacker or defender in missions that had that stance. Yeah. Um, or you rolled for it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, because I had a tank, um, a tank company of um, the Romanians with the H-39s uh, and the beach defenders, I, I attacked the Battle-Weary rifle company and... Um, so I started up with everything on table, which was great. Um, what's not so good is that he had a platoon of M10s in ambush, and um, he had a platoon of Shermans um, coming on um, from behind me because it was escape. So my Panthers at some point were going to get shot in the bottom because <laughs> no matter how I how I no matter how I figured it, I could either take the M10s to the to the rear or the the 76 mils to the rear so um i mean yeah it was just one of those things i mean i set up my 88s on a hill had a good field of fire um i just i struggled a bit with the mortars just digging out infantry of that volume but the h39s were absolutely awesome in this game they were they were they're they're the secret (laughs) source they really are (laughs) 11 points i'm seriously eddie if you if i think this is something for the etc conversation because they're they're a self-contained formation and they're just they're so handy they're they're only like green but they hit on fours so attacking one platoon assaulted a rifle company with a bazooka and the bazooka missed and then i attacked with three tanks i got one hit and then uh, it failed to counterattack and i was like fine good off we go yeah so uh, and because they're so cheap you're like well i don't really care they're quite handy um, the front armor three, side armor three. So you know, you're fairly safe attacking stuff that hasn't got tons and tons of integrity. Yeah, you, you're bulletproof, aren't you? Basically, yeah. if you're armor three, you're bulletproof. Yeah. So uh, you don't care about facings because your armor is the same to the front as it is to the side. So yeah, the, the eleven points of of win. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I just couldn't get to the two objectives. One was a, a crossroads, which has had like three, three blobs of rifle platoon and patterns that next door to them. Um, so I couldn't shift them. Um, 
and the other objective was way at the back and I just couldn't get there in time. So um, I lost that one. Uh, I think I scored yeah. three platoons though, so I think it was like a six-three. Okay, so you scored some so points. I, I did. I, I did this. I did better than um, I had at warfare. Um, I think university, but the, the, that one I found difficult just because the Panthers aren't really there to assault, and these tanks were coming on from behind, but I couldn't leave them there to deal with the tanks because I needed them to do. You know, they were probably the most mobile element of my force. Yeah. Hmm. So they needed to be doing other things. And and that's where I think the Panthers kind of didn't let me down, but they just weren't the, the right tool for the job. Uh, it's, that, it's that thing we keep coming back to with Panthers. We, we, you know, we really want to show the things love, and they never they never pay it back to you, it feels no. like. <laughs> no. I, I mean, the 44 points as a single drop reserve is quite handy, but it, it's just... They're, they're, they're hit on threes as well, which is fine most of the time. Yeah. Um, it, it did come back to haunt me a few times, and we'll go into that in a bit. But, you know, the hit on threes isn't great. You've got only got top armor one. Your side armor's four or five. Yeah, so not a lot. It's, it's not enough to, to you know, guarantee in an assault that you're going to get in. Um, the other thing about the SS ones is that, because obviously you don't have a company commander, you don't get the benefit of the... Um, the the extra skill rating, um. so you're only you know you're only skill four plus, so yeah. yeah they are cheap but they're not. I almost think that you want the the veteran ones. I've come to the conclusion that four veterans is probably better than five. Um, SS ones. Yeah. So uh, just because they're harder to hit and they they're just a bit more util utilitarian. That's a word. Utilitarian. Anti-distinctly minty munters. Um, <laughs> the so what was the second game? Second game I played was against. Um, oh, the, this was. Uh, I think his name was Paul. I should have made a note, a note of people's names. I've, I've made a yeah. note, note of tables and 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 missions and things, but not names. So this one was. Um, this was against one one six. So um, it was a German on German, which is. I was trying to avoid, but it was breakthrough. Um, so my Panthers went in reserve, and I had everything else on table. Um, but he was extremely patient. So he had the 116, um, three Tigers, um, a battery of 88s. Um, yeah, I mean, he actually struggled to deploy because there was a pond in one corner where, where I made him deploy. So there's a pond and a river. Um, Oof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty compact, but um, he was very, he was very patient in that, that moving his his infantry up. He kept them bust a lot of the time, even when they were taking the odd casualty, um, because they were able to, you know, sneak around if you like. Right. Yeah. Um, because there was a, a smaller footprint, which I thought was quite canny. He was waiting for um, my ambush of my pack forties to unleash his um, unleash his uh, stumbles and things like that onto them. Um, my Panthers turned up on the first turn, which was handy because they were able to flank the Tigers. They killed two Tigers in the first nice. turn, which was nice. Um, but then the, the, the Seoul Tiger refused to run away um, and started trading shots yeah. with them. And this is where the top armor came into it because I actually lost two Panthers through flamethrower hits from uh, uh, yeah. yeah from two flamethrower half-tracks that just sat on my flank because I couldn't afford to shoot them. 
because I didn't have enough to support them. I was too busy trying to kill the tiger and the other stuff in front of me. That's crazy. Because the, they hit me on threes. There's, yeah. there's 10 shots on threes. Um, so he was getting, you know, five hits or four hits from each one. So he's rolling above average, but then, you know, it doesn't take a lot of average rolls then to get yourself bailed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's then just difficult to get stuff operational again. Um, yes, it's mounting on a three plus, but you know, three three's not a two, and there was no reroll. So if you don't get back in, it was um, it's difficult. And he was then double bailing stuff, and yeah, it's just a bit unpleasant. So I ended up losing the Panthers, and I don't think I killed the Tiger platoon. I think there was still one operational at the end. Um, and even if I had, it would have been a like for like exchange at which I'd exchanged forty four points for thirty six points or thirty seven points. So. Yeah. It's, it's not economical at that point. Um, but it just ground me down. The the, the Panzer Grenadier has got as much bulk as the Beach Defenders and the um, the Stummels and, um, you know, packs and everything else. Just I couldn't stop it. And it, I think it was because it was breakthrough. I think it's one of those ones where I can only win if I can push him back for yes. eight from my yeah. objective, which... Um, what, you know, he moved a unit of Panzer Grenadiers up and then just sat it within eight. Uh, the, so it was the other side of a wood, but it was still within eight. I just couldn't then dislodge it. So it was well played, you know, that kind of grab and hold type um, um, play style from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like you, you kind of, uh, it was like the Russian thing, you know, where they kind of, they were talking about grab, they grab the Germans and just sort of bear hug them and wouldn't let them yeah. out of contact. And that's exactly what he did, which meant that I couldn't. Um, I couldn't win without breaking the company and I'm never going to break um, a 116 formation. Um, I think in a tournament game, if, unless the opponent's really messed up their army, it's, you should you, you just can't count on a, on a company break anymore. No. Yeah. There'll be, no, no, no. You know, there'll be multiple formations or a really strong single formation. This, and this is it. I mean, he had mortars and stuff at the back and I think he's... Maybe his company commander at the back. Something there was. There was two units that were kind of loitering around the back that I was never going to be able to reach. Um, so you know that that's that's not going to be. That means I can't formation break him, and then I can't then also um, win by driving him off. Yeah. Very easily because you don't have um, to do my, it. Yeah, my 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 def- beach defenders aren't really designed to um, necessarily go on the offensive like that. I mean, they're probably can and should but it's, it's tricky for them um the next game was dogfight uh, and that was against uh what was that against uh, ian brook all right so play so, as two members of team england so far i think that's ian <laughs> yeah we, oh no that was on day two sorry so this was the third game on day one wasn't it Maybe it was yeah, it. three games. Must have been. Which is exhausting. Yeah. Um, that was tough. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'll tell you it was. Yeah, Ian Brooke. Is that Ian from Reading? Yeah, Warfare. Yeah, yeah Warfare. So uh, his his army was Sherman's galore. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> it was lots of, uh, lots of Sher- just basic Shermans. Okay. Um, I don't think he had any, I'm not sure he had easy eights, but he had tank destroyers. Um, armoured mortars. It was like one big blob of a um, Sherman company. 
Hmm. It had a Greyhound platoon in support, and then it had the D-Day cards for the three French platoons again. Right. Yeah. Um, everything had hyper-velocity ammo on the 76s, um, which was nasty. So, yeah, tank destroyers and um, the, the tank platoons of Shermans, they had um, they had like four 76s in one platoon and then two in another. So there was plenty of stuff going around. Um, and it didn't go well when I lost my 88s quite early on. They just got, oh, so they no. got machine gun to death and all kinds of stuff. Like he had so many machine gun shots just rolling forward. <laughs> um, he played his smoke really well um, to cover my 88 and then rolled forward and just like machine gunning infantry out of foxholes. Um, so this, yeah, it was it was um, outflanked. I think the scenario. So when those sixes come up, that's when you just go. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just a, a bit of a it was a bit of a nasty nasty one. It wasn't outflanked. It was dogfight. Sorry. So um, it was playing lengthways as well. Um, yeah. Deep scattered reserves for me, um, and again it was one of those ones where um, the attacker won if he's holding an objective. I won if um, after the sixth turn there was no attacking team within eight, and it just yeah the Panthers were in reserve. They didn't turn up till turn three, I think. Um, so that was unhelpful. The eight eights all died. The Hodgkiss again were manfully um, just being in the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I did this. I just couldn't couldn't repel fire of that magnitude. There were so many machine gun shots. It was just, it was crippling. I think the, the highlight was when, um, the so I I tried to do a, a distraction move with my Hodgkiss, so the company commander and a platoon sort of charge forwards to try and take out some um, armored mortars. They weren't going to get there mm-hmm. that turn, but the turn afterwards, I could start, you know, um, threatening them and the priests, right, and. Um, yeah. The uh, the tank destroyers then <laughs> came around and blew the um, the Hodgkiss away, and I was I was telling him that there's absolutely no way you could count kill rings for tank destroyers for <laughs> killing H39s <laughs> with high velocity ammo. Um, yeah. That didn't seem fair, but also um, it was when the Greyhound started coming up, he felt all brave, so he came out of his woody. Uh, observation point where he'd been calling artillery down on the 88s and stuff and was like oh I can take Hodgkisses yeah I've got a little I've got a little 37 I'll, I'll do that so um, yeah it was, <laughs> the Greyhound it was, main battle tank exactly so we we had a Greyhound um, being all, all you know ballsy with um, his tank destroyer mates um, but yeah that was that was quite a heavy loss I don't think I managed to kill a platoon in that one um, because it just it was just really tr- tough um to actually just kill five five Shermans. Mm. It's not easy. Yeah. Um not when it's like that. Um and he played really well. I mean he was using direct fire smoke and you know, Ian's a good player, isn't he? He knows what he's doing. So Yeah, he's not on teaming of nothing. No. No. I thought it was quite interesting because it was pretty ba- it was a pretty basic Sherman list and it did you know did all I mean, there did is it what I needed to. The Sherman is not terrible. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. Um Next game was outflanked. Um, that was with when I came up against the uh, Goddard list. So it was the <laughs> armored cars and the. It was almost exactly, I think, a carbon copy of yours. Yeah. And um, beach defenders don't like crocodiles. Nope. No. No. <laughs> I imagine they don't. <laughs> no. So hitting on threes um, 
yeah, re-rolling for Brutal. Um, it was I, I actually misplayed this quite badly because I, I there was a big almost Hugomont um, style farmhouse and I set up my stuff in and around there and the objective around there. What I should have done is put that on his side of the table when I was picking the table um, to restrict his lines of fire and take something more open so I could just concentrate my anti-tank where, mm-hmm. yeah. where I could in the in in the end because it was in the middle it actually obstructed my my lines of fire more than it did me any service in terms of cover um, and that was tough I mean I, I again the Hodgkiss were amazing they chewed up nearly a whole platoon of free French a platoon of them <laughs> <laughs> um, he had to divert a platoon of Churchills to try and um, control them. Um, the yeah, the Churchills just went flamey, flamey, flamey. Um, but I did kill four of them. So Panthers were knocking them out. Um, pack forties on the side were knocking them out. Oh, yeah, pl- two platoons. Yeah, two platoons. Two platoons right. of Achilles. It's six crocodiles. Six crocodiles. Eight Achilles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The two free French and then armored. It's not very polite, is it? It was it was hard. Uh, did it have any petards? I don't think it had any petards. No, if he's gone for double crocs, he went at the points. Yeah, but that was the first time. No, I, yeah. no one goes double crocs. Yeah, double crocs was harsh. Like, was double harsh. crocs, crocs are great until you end up going. Oh, you've got tigers or something. Panthers. I think it's still for under eleven. Oh, you got tigers. Oh, yeah, but I, you, I, I still fancy my chances on that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was. It was. It, it wasn't all smooth sailing for him. I think that the, when the Panthers came on, because I didn't, I didn't immediately attack with the Panthers. I actually left them as a threat in potential. Hmm, yeah. So I kind of hid them around, and and they started doing things like popping around corners and just, you know, taking the odd shot at a. A Churchill where the Achilles couldn't return fire, so the only thing that was shooting back at me was was the Churchill. Um, so that was that was quite helpful. Um, so yeah, like I said, I did kill four of them, but just not enough. Um, and again, I can't break that formation because the armored cars and everything sit at the back and don't really do mm. much, and it's all the support that does the fighting. I just like you had to try using a fleet in being tactics, you know, using naval tactics uh, yeah. to try and. <laughs> well, I just figured that that if if they're alive, that he's yeah. got to can take into account that, that they might Absolutely. do something. Whereas I can, with that many Achilles around, um, mm. that I just yeah, I'm not going to trade with them. I'm going to have to make them move. Mm. And if I can make them move, they only get four shots rather than rather than eight. And maybe maybe they miss. I don't know. They they basically whittled me down. I did end up, I think, with two Panthers left. Um, might have been one actually. It wasn't many. They did die because they're the only real high-end threat at the end. Um, but yeah, the the eighty-eights and stuff were largely irrelevant again. Um, they they just denied one avenue of attack for him. But the the beach defenders did alright. I think I have one left in. The, oh no! I'll tell you what. I, I tell a lie. Actually, I didn't lose this game. It was a draw. Because <laughs> um, I was still defending the objective late on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think I only, I only killed one platoon in the draw. So I think it's like a 3 1 draw loss, whatever you want to call right. it. Didn't feel like a didn't feel like a draw, let's put it that way. Um, and then the final game I played was No Retreat, which was against 1 1 6 again. Um, which was a bit horrible. Uh, 
I had Pumas taking out my Hodgkiss. I think I was attacking again. And, yeah, I was attacking again. Because um, I think I won the dice roll in that instance. And, again, the Tigers killed the Panthers. It was just a bit of a mess. I was trying to attack with the Panthers, and it didn't really work. Um, but, again, the Hodgkiss. The Hodgkiss were taking out uh, half-tracks left, right, and centre. So, I mean, again, it, like I said, in the, in the 116 matchup, you have to take out the you know the the, the um, stumbles and generally half tracks. Eighty four kind of does that, hmm. and you know it's again it's it's like do you really want to fire your high end anti tank against my <laughs> my crappy little French turn it inside out with a seventeen pound around you? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I do well, like it. It's, it's a little tank that could. It's kind it of really got is. the. It's it's made me appreciate it in a whole new way because mm-hmm. they they they're, they're cheap. And they're you, you know, fairly versatile. They're not quick because they only move six on their tactical move. Hmm. So you do have to be a bit canny with what you're doing. So they do spend a lot of time just running around. But you know, but they do have that rule that they can fall back eight in the assault, don't they? Correct. Yeah. 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 And and you are rolling for them to be potentially elite. And if you make them elite, they're also morale three or uh, four plus. Then so there's, mm-hmm. there's a chance that they do they do hang around. Um, okay. I really like them for an eleven point additional formation you can make them 12 there uh, that's the, the biggest they can get the other thing you can do is add in a um a stick platoon into the formation as well okay. so they can be a bit versatile but yeah that that ended up it was close again but uh, yeah that ended up in a final defeat so four four defeats and a draw um, but do you think there's potential to the list is there something you can change to make it or is it just um Cause it sounds like it sounds like say a little, little hosh kisses it might be the hot kisses I, like, I, really like. I, I do like those i think the beach defenders are i think the, the problem with the beach defenders are is they're not they're, they're really cheap but they're not mm. quite good enough if that makes sense because the the i'm trying to remember how much the 116 stuff is because the mg beach defenders i think are six points and i think the um 116 stuff is maybe nine I think it's 11 and it goes to nine with the discount so you're like well it's three points more but you're hit on fours and at that point it's like ah oh, fours is a lot better than threes yeah like oh, for sure definitely a lot better than three hold on i'm just having a quick goosey uh <laughs> panzer grenadiers so yeah i've been i've been i've been tinkering around and then the other thing i think that, that you do need and actually yeah so panzer grenadier platoon uh, armored one is twelve points with the half tracks. Then you have to upgrade them. They are quite a bit more actually, quite a bit more. Hmm. Um, but you get all the discount on this support as well, which is where I think you earn a lot of the points back. But yeah, the um, the sorry, the to answer your question, I think there is something there. I think the German infantry is still the best play. Um, I've been tinkering around with um some other bits and pieces for actually using fortress europe lists um yeah but the the other thing i did i do think is important is actually i had i had um a short platoon of eight centimeter mortars and then a a full strength uh full strength um 12 centimeter mortar platoon and that wasn't enough artillery for digging out guns and infantry so i do think in those tournament games you do need a way of digging out infantry quickly and efficiently yeah um so I think actually looking at it, 
there might be a place for some real heavy artillery again. Hummels. Yeah, Hummels. 12, point, 12 points for three Hummels. It's got to be worth a look at. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy that, uh, the guy that played the 116, I think, that came third, had Hummels in his list. Um, mm. So in his alternative list, I think that they're, they're useful for attacking. Um, the other thing I think is I've just got to look at the, the missions again. I think it's going back to building a building an army for missions as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, some of those missions, I, I felt like I couldn't win. Like the best I could hope for is a draw, which is not a position you want to find yourself. Well, that find yeah, yourself that in. that is the core cryvery, isn't it? Of getting you know what they got that can help. Well, it's just that, that some of those missions you just yeah you had to had if you can't break them and you can't force them back within eight, what do you, you can't win? So you, you know that's that's your win condition then at that point. And I think Lee's right. I think you, the formation break is almost dead. Hmm. Well, because I, I think if you're in those scenarios where you're pushing someone back from eight, you've almost broken their formation anyway at that point. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, I, I was quite happy. You know, I didn't have a bad game all weekend. I think so it was all a fix anyway. I think we were we were handicapped by the hotel room. The hotel room was bizarre. <laughs> It was like, it was what happened like, in the hotel room? So weird. It was like something out of like Little Britain or something, or, or, or um, the League of Gentlemen. Well, I'd stayed there before. Only when I stayed there before, it was in the the main building. And this time, right. they put us out in the annex. And I, you know, got there, opened the room, and it was a million and five degrees because all the radiators were on full. <laughs> and then you went, to, you touched the radiator adjustment knob, and that fell off in my hand. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we couldn't, couldn't turn the radiators off. Couldn't turn the radiators off. Um, the the shower came out with such force when you turned it on that it actually created a vacuum and sucked the shower curtain into the bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like being sandblasted. And uh, every time you flush the toilet, it would then con- continue to flush itself at least 10 or 12 times before it decided to stop flushing. Yeah. Burra. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was it was strange. Yeah, a bit strange. <laughs> the, the we had a lovely patio door though, which we had to open. Yeah, we just slept with the windows open. <laughs> and then uh, oh. the, yeah, the curry the curry was good, but obviously didn't agree with either of us. I don't think. <laughs> no, I, I was yeah. enjoying the poo updates and on the on the Sunday <laughs> from both of you. It wasn't poo updates. Up to date poo status or what colour and smell it was. No, that was wee. That was the disturbing thing. It was a, it was yes. green wee. <laughs> oh jeez, I was yeah. no green green wee. The smell of onions. I was like, what's going on? This isn't. This is bizarre. <laughs> But it's, it was I mean, they say they say if your wee smells of wee toes, it's diabetes. I'm not sure what onions is. That's just uh, def- yeah. definitely saying. It's a... Yeah, that's, that's that was um, uh, lamb biryani. Yes, good curry house though. Yeah, and uh, it's my first time to Battlefield Hobbies, um, so that was nice. I'd, I hadn't been there before. It's yeah, quite a nice location. I was quite impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, Considering it used to be a meat freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and some would say it still is. And the other funny <laughs> thing is, um, I, I actually forgot my army at the end of it all. Yes. So I drove off without my army. What? So yeah. what? You, so Eddie lost a lost a lost an Avery, and to yep. one up him, you left the entire army behind. I left my entire army. Yep. <laughs> it, it performed so poorly. You go, you know what, guys, you're making your own way home. This is. Yep. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. Exactly. 
just angry, angry and confused. So uh, the question is, Dunk, are you going to go next year? Uh, yes, yeah, I'll go next year. I enjoyed it. Yeah, good week. So Warf- we got prep for warfare next. Well, obviously, you got ETC, but uh, us yeah. non-shields have got this warfare. So it's a. Uh... Well, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to warfare because I'm going to take my ETC list for the Allies, and then whatever mm-hmm. German nonsense comes out between now and then will be my swap. Because the great thing about warfare is you can take, which I haven't done for the last couple, is to take both sides. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I'm definitely going to do to avoid playing more blue and blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm planning to take. If I'm still planning to go warfare, despite the stories coming out of the weekend, and um. Yeah, I'll be I'll have a other German allied force as well. Well, I think I think the weekend's what you make it as well, and I think you have yeah. to, we, if you if you come up against a, a poor experience, then you just have to either put it down to bad luck and move on, or mm-hmm. you have to take ownership over the, the experience yourself and say I don't want to play this game. Yeah, yeah. but it's okay as long as the bar's open. <laughs> well, yeah. well, exactly. It's that first game in the morning; the bar's not open for another hour. You just kind of got to. <laughs> This is where it became dangerous. This is why Eddie took multiple trips back up to the um, the counter to buy things. <laughs> yeah, right. That's no, good. Good weekend. Excellent. Forward to the next one. Okay. Um, Maybe with a better hotel though next time. Uh, yeah, it was an adventure. Splash up for a travel lodge. <laughs> Lenny Henry. Um, one thing to come from the weekend though, uh, from an RTFM read the flipping manual point of view is the fact that uh, my three-inch mortar platoon for uh, the Brits is an infantry platoon, not yes. a gun platoon, even though it has a tactical of four inches, um, which then... In... Mm-hmm. Yeah, most, most medium mortars are actually infantry. Yeah, which brings up two, two important facts. First, they can use movement orders. So if you're repeat bombarding on someone and then they're trying to repeat bombard on you, there's nothing stopping you from firing a bombardment and then shooting and scooting out from under the template. um, And away. And away, which obviously, as soon as you move for any reason, you lose your ranged-in marker. But by shooting and scooting, you've already done the damage, hopefully, and then you can get out from the return fire. Yep. And you need to have three teams to be in good spirits. Because they're so, infantry, because yep. they're infantry and not guns. So once you've yep. lost, once you're down to two teams, you are testing. So there's a thing to watch your opponents for as well, because they may not realise and sit there and go, "I'm in good spirits. I've got two teams." Yeah, however, actually, you don't. However, this revelation did make me um, work out that I wanted to play Brimbars again because yes. I can blitz and um, fire a barrage. That's what my Brimbars are doing. Yeah. Just rolling forward, rolling death. Yep. Well, you can blitz, fire a barrage, and then, and then shoot, shoot and skip. Correct. Closer. Which is probably as fast as I can move anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so get a literal rolling barrage going. After. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, Self-rolling barrage. <laughs> a 15 centimetre guns, exactly. Uh, okay. I'm there on it. Go. I'm on that. Should you go into an officer answers? Oh, um, we've got the top five. Are we oh, the top yeah. five scenarios? We're going to leave it for this episode. I can't remember. We can do top five scenarios if you want. I, I want to do some research on that one. 
right we'll, we'll, we'll come, come back to that next episode, i do because yeah. there's a couple that i can't remember the, the description of that i'm gonna go through the books and find out okay so yeah all right quentin, quentin we'll come back to that on the next episode that'll yeah, be our feature we, for the next one i mean we do have a a, a top question do we of a similar so yeah so I'll, I'll start at the bottom um so our newest uh lexi valkyria our newest patron um has asked not sure if it's been <coughs> asked but i'm curious as to everybody's all-time favorite tank for both flames of war and team yankee oh god so it's, it's a top one okay <laughs> is that <laughs> is that for both team yankee and flames of war lee i mean the Finns were still using it into the 60s, so you can oh, still. God. So Checkpoint Charlie for early war team team Yankee can still have Comet. <laughs> Comet. Well, I I've... love comets. <laughs> you just say you love inanimate objects around. I love lamp. I love comet. What, what's yours then, Any? <laughs> uh, Flames of War, top tank. It's 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 hard for me, but at the moment I'm going to have to say the Tiger. Really? <laughs> ah, the, the, the answer I expected to come from you. Well, tiger, tiger, wing, Yag tiger. And, you know, I like Yag Tigers. Yag Tigers probably. Well, there you go. That's the thing. Tank team, I'd say, you know. It's no, not the question. But, but I love my Yag Tigers. But I do recognize the shortcomings. Whereas the Tiger is. A pretty not, you know, has 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 the looks, has the the, the history, has the movie history, mm-hmm. and actually performs pretty well on a Flames of War game. So Tiger for me for Flames of War. Team Yankee. Duncan, what about your Flames of War? Flames of War, my fa- my favourite tank. I'm sure, it's going to be the R thirty five now, right? It's, it's, it's close. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's, 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 it might be, you know. No, I, I have to admit, I, quite, I really like the Panzer three. Yeah, because it because it's the whole way through the desert. It's still all right, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, I really, I always, I, I always loved the barbed wire ones from Fortress Italy when they were done with the Constantine. Oh yes, oh. the home going ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had a real soft spot for for them, and I just I always think that it looks like, especially the end one. Looks, it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks like you know if you ask a child to draw, to draw a tank, it's kind of what they draw as well. Yeah, yeah. You get that cool thing where you can you get Panzer freeze all the way through up and clean the ones in desperate measures. We're thinking, wow, you're using the Panzer free in 1945. You must be desperate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing apparently. Okay. Um, in, in Team Team Yankee, it's yeah. the S tank. It's the S103. I don't care if it doesn't exist. It's what it is. Doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. it's I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come. I know Pete mentioned it a few times. So. Oh my god, that tank is, and that is a tank, not a tank destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he call it a tank. <laughs> no, it's the doctrine, isn't it? Yeah. I, it, well, yeah, doctrine. It was a tank. But yeah. Yes. I think my favourite Team Yankee one, model-wise, right now is Leopard Two A Five. Yes, yeah, I love that. I love that arrowhead. The f- oh, the A five, not the flat, not the A two. The, right. no, the A five with the actual, you know, arrowhead armor. Oh, he's sell out. It looks so sweet. It just gives it the A four. Just got, it looks too. It looks. Too, I know what you like. It looks like a tiger. It's all slab sided. <laughs> but... No, me tiger. 
Problem is, you can't use it in a 100-point game. I've been trying, I've been texting you various lists to try and work out a way of making it work in a 100-point game. And I think, right, we're going to play 150 points. See where it's going to work. <laughs> and, then, and then your opponent brings, what is it? 36, it's 36 T55s. Yeah. <laughs> and cackles wildly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually asked my, uh, my, my, my ex-tanky friend, saying, could it? Could two Leopard 2s take on 26 T-55s? And it goes, oh, they're good tanks, but not 10 times as good. I mean, yeah, what a, are you smoking? But it's with a caveat, in the right conditions, probably. You've got enough ammo, as long as you keep space, for t- you know, trade space for time. That's it. <laughs> That's it. How, how open are it, how, If they're running across the desert, are you, or something like that, where you've got yeah. plenty of elbow room? Hmm. I mean, we, we tried this with Magax versus T-34s, and the problem the Magax has was that they're, um, they didn't have stabilizers, so I couldn't really do effective movement and fire. Were well, you trying to blitz, weren't you? And, and yeah, how, it wasn't how was working. that working out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas at least Leopard 2, with its fancy stabilizers, can just do, do like, literally do a, run, a ring around the T-55s shooting woods. <laughs> it's got armor 13 on the side, so it can even bounce at uh, 100 meter around. Oh, my God. In theory, so... <laughs> What's your tits? What is your um, Team Yankee one, Eddie? Oh, mate. At the moment, I'm going to say my desertized M1A1 Abrams. I was going to say it was the Abrams. Good choice. I was going to guess that. Yeah, just because they've got a load of stowage on. They look really cool. Everything looks better in desert camo. We keep saying And it looks better in desert camo. Although that will probably change once I get my A10s painted up. Even though it's not a tank. We're tank busters, not tanks. Yeah, Yeah. It's even better than it's a tank with wings. Which down Flying tank. Well, that is an interesting question. Maybe we should come revisit this for each army as well and just go through just the list of tanks <laughs> and reasons why we like that tank. And then we think of another tank and go, we oh, actually, that one's really cool too. I'm just thinking IS2s now. I love oh. IS2s. Um, oh, speaking of IS2s, uh, I, I, I went to my nephew's. Uh, over Easter, went to my went uh, back up to the the old man's in Croydon, and uh, my nephew. And I said, "Oh, you know, bring 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 some of your tanks. Bring your two Tiger tanks, and we'll do some painting." Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Cool." And then when I got there, he's like, "I bought everything to paint." I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to paint those. We're going to paint my Panzer fours, and then we're going to paint my Shermans as well." I'm like, "Oh, are we? We? Mm-hmm. Okay." Um, <laughs> so I started to show him the uh, a stippling. You know, to, to do the airbrush green and you know, stipple, stipple using the size of the stippling brush to get the lines, um, and then painting tracks with flat coats, and uh, and then putting a wash over it, and uh, we managed to do uh, one side of one Panzer four. <laughs> it's just the fact is, we're going to paint this and this and this and this. And I was like, I can tell you're related to me because I do exactly the same thing, but you know. We got one bit of shirts and done in our first attempt. <laughs> did, did you show me corroboree army? Yeah. <laughs> and now we just give it a whole big bad black wash and everything's fine. <laughs> Bring out the aggregate surf shade dip. That is exactly <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. This is thurl and mud. We slap this now on any track or wheel. So you don't have to paint it. Yeah. It's good. Devil in mud was showing the hobby hipster there. He said, <laughs> "No, Sterling mud, Sterling, Sterling mud. mud. Oh, yeah, Sterling mud. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it's funny because one of the uh, uh, the plastic uh, hobby plastic mojo podcast, which is a scale modeling one, so these two guys in um, Kansas, Kansas, Kentucky. Sorry, 
um, oh, to, no. to yeah scale modelers, and and they their patrons guys have just said, oh, have you heard about using the, thought about using this Games Workshop washes? So they've just been introduced to that, and they're like, oh my god, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they, <laughs> you know they're just like slowly coming over to the uh, the GW GW technical paint range. It's, it's, it's not even the technical paint range because I mean it's definitely like the contrast range. It's not a technical paint market as a, te- as a technical paint range, but oh, isn't it? By God, it actually works as one for lots a lot of them. Yeah, there's lots you can do. It works better as technical paint. So it does as a thing that's advertised as, which is a speed painting thing, really. But yeah. Um, yeah. So the next question, then leading on from that, is Carl Stockperson who uh, asks, "You've shown up to a club night with your late war armies and lots of options because you couldn't decide exactly which toys you wanted to play with." That's not like us. Yeah, normal. Yeah. <laughs> Lo and behold, everyone is playing Team Yankee that night and forgot to tell you. How many points of late war do you need to put on the table to make it a fair fight? <laughs> well, I mean, we can sort of look at this. Um, look at the fate. So, look at Fate of a Nation and how much a T thirty four cut cost compared to a T fifty five. One point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, was it a T thirty four? Is literally one point. A literally a point. Yeah, but it's a, 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 fi- it's a point, isn't it? In oh, Favour Nation. No, it's not a point. Sorry. In Team Yankee, it is. Uh, yeah, eight. so... I'm sorry, just getting my Favour Nation copy down. I'm just literally looking this up as we speak. Um, right, so T55 in Egypt. So, is... Three of, um, so, four of them is 15 points. So, three of them is 11 points. So, it's about... Four points a tank, so you can get you get four T fifty four. Sorry, so you get four T thirty fours. Nope, you get eleven T thirty fours for every three T fifty fours. So, and then if you look at how many T fifty fours you can get in Team Yankee, where like you say, <laughs> they're about a point. And what we were just saying was it thirty six thirty six T fifty fives is equal to to, to um. So my, was was what I came up with as against my hundred point um, left yeah. force. So thirty six, so three hundred and sixty T T thirty fours is a is a late it would would be right for Team Yankee. Or, or, or as, as we like to call it uh, in Eddie's world, uh, Silo One. Yes. George <laughs> yeah. Locker Five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Deep storage. Deep storage. <laughs> You got yeah. Panzer, you got Panzer Fours as well in, in Fate of a Nation, haven't you? Dug in Panzer Fours, yeah. Yes, yeah. The a world, bit hard world's most cr- expensive points value. Yep. Mm. Point points. I, f- per... I feel, I feel we can use a T fifty four as a Rosetta Stone of of getting late. Sorry, T thirty four as a Rosetta Stone of getting Team Yankee into into late war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! Yeah, a lot. But then I don't know. I mean, to be honest, could you just take a load of uh, infantry instead? But are we going to kill anything? Well, you don't need to kill stuff. You just need to drive it off the objective. The thing is, though, infantry stay remarkably consistent in points. You think about how much yep. a large besage formation is, and that's not really any different. To like a you know, the standard Soviets, you know, you're hit on, you're hit on three, save on fours. You got the Ura um, charge. Basaj are basically Soviet infantry from World War Two. How dare you? Yeah. 
How dare you, sir? Yeah, they are. <laughs> so it's bizarre. Ta- infantry seem to hold their value bizarrely, whereas tanks. But I think it's the three. It's the three plus save thing, isn't it? They yeah, seem yeah. to value that quite quite highly, um, to the to the detriment of things. Sometimes I think the problem is that the anti tank capability shifts quite a lot. Yeah, doesn't your your ability to defend yourself <laughs> is, is is from yeah from armored vehicles is is removed slightly. Mm-hmm. And by slightly, I mean completely. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we have one more question, wasn't there? Uh, yes. Uh, Petters. Petters. I'm thinking of a follow-up question for this one. You say all the scenarios in the books, and I guess that is correct. I was thinking of the old predetermined lists. Were they ever? Were they never played? Um, so. Oh yeah. So I so he says about this, but this is something you pointed out recently when we were talking about the Pegasus Bridge, in that a lot of those old scenarios used to have the predetermined forces and that kind of thing. Yeah. Have been updated. With the, yes. for the newer books, we just have, they never really publicised it. But you, like I say, you got you came up with the Pegasus Bridge scenario. Well, that one's on the all... website, so I don't know if that's different to the books. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of, but I mean, there was never that many pre-written scenarios in the old books, apart from the occasional. There's occasional one. It was generally the website that had the pre-written scenarios and that kind of thing. Ah, uh, okay. So it's worth looking at the old articles and seeing what hasn't happened. Yeah. Like, I think there's a surprising number have been updated for, to match the newer list and uh, like version four lists and everything. Well, even if they haven't, you can still still play them, can you? Well, yeah, because I mean, you, yeah, the, fundamentally, Flames War hasn't changed enough that a platoon and a force from the old version three book wouldn't carry across as long as it exists. But um, you should still be able to take one of those old version three scenarios and work out its version four equivalent force. Yeah, and 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 if you're playing a scenario, does it even really matter if the forces are now slightly out of balance? Obviously, they were in balance at one point, well, and God knows we know there's enough point anyway. issues in in version four that yeah. it probably doesn't matter too much. So, well, were they even balanced? Well, and oddly, some and scenarios aren't because they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're built on real life occurrences so you know you can, they're going to turn around and go well actually there was only you know your, your panzer fours are only worth five points each so you should have an extra two mm-hmm. they didn't have them so no you can't go away tough play, <laughs> play what you got yeah yeah so our short and officer answers has any um, sneaked in over no not, well, not that I've seen no, it's all, all clear. That's it. Uh, on to events. Yeah. Yep. So the 16th to 17th of July is Attack in Devices. 100 points late wall, four games, two each day. See ddwg.org.uk for more ticket, more details. Um, the 5th and 7th of August is European Team Championships in Belgium. <laughs> That's the ETC. Um, yeah, so... Hammy's actually going now, he's, but he's going as I, a mercenary player for Team Kiwi. I don't understand this mercenary player stuff. Well, because you need, was it six people in a team? Not every, um, not every nation can has that ready available for people who want to go and play 
and available and can make the weekend. So to make up the odd numbers, you can you you basically adopt a player from another country. So to, a ringer. To be, sorry, a, yeah, ringer, yeah, mercenary. So well, what's to stop you going out and just finding the best six people in in the world that play Flames of War? You need to have yourself? a certain number from your nation. You can have like what two mercenaries? Oh, two, per team? Yeah, it's two mercenaries per team. Okay. Um, but do you have to be? Can you use like my grandparent tw- once removed was yeah, Irish? Like, therefore, I'm being tea part. I Ireland. have yeah. no idea. I've not read it. Like like Andy Townsend was I uh, was Irish apparently, and he was as Cockney as they come. All all I'm happy is what I'm glad about is the fact that Hammy didn't try to kick me out of the team to get his space back. <laughs> So, uh, but then you could have been a, a mercenary. Well, yeah, that that would involve me be good enough that people wanted me to actually, you know, uh, yeah. Was at that point, I've had to prove myself as opposed to just being there, <laughs> being being able to turn up. Mm-hmm. Well, you so. know, what you do is you go. You realise Turner won Warfare last year, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say which Turner won Warfare just, last year. <laughs> 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 That's well, just, he just got us confused. No, no, no! You just say your name. Your name's Eddie Turner, but you know your actual birth name was Martin. So, you know, <laughs> you go by your middle name. It's a, it's a work thing. <laughs> it's a work thing. The twelfth and thirteenth of November is Warfare at the Farnborough Exhibition Centre. Hundred points late war according to the website, and it's going to be a red blue swap, which I am super excited for. I'm hoping we get lots of lovely German bulgy goodness. If it's out to release by then. It will be by November, surely. Yeah. Clearly, Bowles Germans will fix all ills for the German player. <sighs> I don't I think know if it will. Too much. I think putting too much I, my, So my gut feeling is that Bowles Germans will have a small improvement, but not enough. And then there'll be a massive overcorrection. That's but, defeatist talk. Our wonder weapons are going to come in and save the day. This is well, no, <laughs> the, the, the wonder weapons will come in for Berlin. Where's, where's, my, where's, my, where's my gaggle of yes men? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my Berlin, I reckon the Berlin book is going to be the, the Uber German one. Yeah, I think it's, it's got 15 year olds with Panzerfaust. I mean, well, that's... yeah. And I think the Panzer 4J will be utterly phenomenal. Because I think what? they're overcorrect. I think it they're overcorrect. It can't be because it's awful. Well, yeah, in history, but not in Flames of War. Oh dear. That's that's my prediction. That's my Fez prediction. Well, the the um, Panzer 4J is going to be the, the, the pinnacle of German engineering. Well, no, it'll just be cheap enough that you can have enough of them. And it'll be the T-34, the Fate of Nation T-34, but for late war. With the hand crank you know, turret. It will do diddly, <laughs> but when you have 40 of them, it's a whole lot of diddly. <laughs> so, yeah. And then... Uh, Actually, we came up with a, a new concept for an event, which um, I know the guys in the Facebook group poo-pooed. Uh, but next year, April 1st, is a Saturday. So we're toying, toying to the idea of running the April Fool's event, uh, which is 100 points, late war, open book, open cards, um, only every single game, you hand your army to the opponent, the opponent hands you their army. And then you have to play the game with that. Um, and I've never. Though, this is this is an official break for assault, and we disavow any knowledge of this. It's all this is all Eddie's. Doing. This is all this is all this is all Fez. <laughs> this is you know. 
so yeah, so you, you you sit there, but the irony is, we're talking about this at the curry at Carivery, and the team English guys were, oh yeah, well you could do you could do nothing but like a really weak formation, and then loads of chaff infantry, and you're like, well yeah, but if the if the guy who turns up, you know, gives you nothing with machine guns on, my Brimbars will be king. It's just going to be. It, it it was a real interesting thing to see what people thought what the worst possible list would be, um, and then the, the 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 inverse meta of going. So you're always going to know exactly how to defeat your opponent's army because you're the one who's built it. That doesn't but, hold true. I, I don't know how to win my army, let alone defeat it. <laughs> but well, you should know the weaknesses of your opponent's army because you're the one who built them in there mm-hmm. intentionally on purpose. But you won't necessarily have the right tools to exploit those weaknesses. Um, I just know I'm going to concede every game because I get too much anxiety about people using my miniatures. Well, the, tr- <laughs> the the other point is here is you know that these models are going to be used for that, so you don't hand the very nice, you know, your boutique bespoke awesome army over. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you saying I've got a substandard army that I can use here? But you know, <laughs> yeah, you just borrow some of my models. <laughs> So, at least it's assembled, let alone painted. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it'd be good use for all those crappy, you know, Sylvester kits. Sylvester <laughs> oh, Panzer Fours. So uh, it was, it was just an idea we came up with, and then everyone. I've never seen the, the most, you know, meta gamers, you know, probably in the country at the moment, get so excited about it, um, just for a silly idea of what, what you know, how could you, how could you make it as difficult as possible for people to win. So, yeah, April April Fool's event. And, uh, you know, had eight sign-ups over the weekend, so we'll see what happens. That is events so far. That's, that's quite a few. Yeah, that's, that's starting to wreck up a little, isn't it? Do we do we know if... Um, something I've got to ask Mark, actually. Do you know if Battlefront are doing an open day? I was thinking exactly the same thing. And, uh, what do you need to ask Mark? A little yeah. bit late to organise it if they are. Well, yeah, that is Battlefront. Well, but it could be. It could be December. It doesn't have to be in the summer. It used to be in the summer, didn't it? But that's true. I just wondered because the, 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 it's starting to open up a little. Hmm. Yeah. We got our um, D-Day game on fourth of June. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah, so excited. We're going to have a big, we'll go a big air landing game in the morning, do Pegasus Bridge, and then the um, actual afternoon we'll then have the actual beach landing. So, I think we're going to have enough boards to do two lots of Pegasus Bridge. Because <laughs> oh, have... what we should do is have one be Pegasus Bridge and one be the the battery Myrtle battery Myrtle Myrtle the battery they tried capturing basically the air okay. forces. Oh, yeah, we do that. Was that glider born as well? Merville. It was meant to be, but the glider overshot. Oh. The par- the Paris got scattered, so it ended up being like literally about two two guys and a dog taking <laughs> on this battery and when it should be like a whole company with um an assault um assault engineer platoon landing by glider on top of the actual bunker. But like I say, they got lost. <laughs> All the good pilots apparently were at Pegasus Bridge. Yes. <laughs> got the A team. Yeah. Oh, should we shoot and scoot then? Oh, um, before we do that, Duncan, are you still planning to do that um, event 
Bagration event thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, down for it. Yes. yeah I'll, I'll speak to mine. We're going to do the Firestorm Bagration, I think, at Crawley. Well, that'd be fun. Because mm-hmm. Martin said that you can do all the Firestorm units. I was like, all right. All of them? For the Soviets, yeah. Oh, I guess between us we'd better do Germans. Yep. Yeah, so, I think so. Uh, that might be an interesting, um, interesting little campaign day. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll have a look at that. For it'll probably be the the, the back end of the the, the, the summer now. But yeah. So now we got all the facilities. Sounds good. If you build the it, Morgan's they will come. Okay. So, what are we going to shoot and scoot as? Uh, Avery Cross two plus. <laughs> Uh, but are, are we on? Are we on the mildly cobbled road? We are. It, some of the cobbles are a little bit pointy. <laughs> okay, slightly, here we go. A five. We definitely made. There it. I, we don't go. What, I don't know what your problem was, Eddie. Neither me. You know, could could have got the bloody um, David cars. David cars across there at that point. And the four. This is easy. I don't see how. Oh, there's a one. I finally got a one. Finally got one. <laughs> the Armored Train Record podcast you've been listening to is Shoot and Scoot. Explains the World podcast and the team of Breakthrough Assault to Cody UK. This world brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and anything but a one. I might, might move on to Murder Turtles next. Murder Turtles. <laughs> yeah, get some uh, uh, little hetzers. Lovely little hetzers. Oh man, perhaps maybe I should get a platoon. No, I need to focus. Eddie, for God's sake, yeah, you e- do get your ETC done first, then you can do all the cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. but then you know, D days before ETC. <laughs> yes, I've got a lot of stuff to do for that. Well, you yeah. need Avrys for D Day, so.